Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Well, welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here, as always, across the table from me is my co-host yeah. and cohort, Victor Adams. We're getting more consistent now. Yeah, we it's are. It's just like the old days, you know? Well, man, I love right. you. I know you didn't get any sleep last night, and you're here. Dude. Right. And so, folks, if he falls asleep during the episode, don't uh, don't take it the wrong way. Well, it's the, not you. I, hopefully, I'll be off camera when it happens. So. That's right. Angela has permission to throw like a piece of paper at me. That's right. Yeah, if y'all see an airplane come through the screen, it was meant for Victor's head. But yeah, you got a lot going on with family and Chrissy's mom. We've talked about that last couple episodes. She's just inconsistent in her sleep pattern. So it was uh, Saturday night is usually when I'm there taking care of her and and making sure she doesn't hurt herself or fall over. Yeah. It's a full-time job. It is. Well, and you're in the middle midst of a bunch of trials Mm -hmm. and tribulations with all that, right? I mean, I I remember when my grandmother was alive – you know, she lived with us for a while. She couldn't see. My grandfather had passed. Uh, she's gotten old and frail, and it was it was always something. It was mm-hmm. always a chore, and it was difficult. Right. And there were times where you felt so guilty because you love her, but, like, there's also times, like, I wish something else would happen right. with this, right? Yeah. And And so you could feel bad about that, and it's hard to look at those things as opportunities and, and, and places to be right. able to grow. And in know? truth, what I, what I say this is, is out of love. It's like... It's like you're taking care of an infant and a, and a newborn puppy. Yeah, because she she's very delicate and fragile, but yet she gets into so many things. Yeah, and she goes off on a, on on a thing of where she has an idea in her mind where she can't find her book 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 what's your book fold? I guess yeah, her yeah, purse. Yeah. And I showed billfold, it to her yeah, yeah billfold. I showed it to her three times one night, and she kept wondering if someone stole it. So it's kind of like it's like yeah. that 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 repeat rinse kind of cycle that oh, keeps yeah. going on, but it never finishes. Um, it doesn't end at the station where it needs to be. So that is a frustration of being a caretaker, and but that's also charity as well. Yeah. So so as you, we talk, we'll talk about this is that if you wish to be charitable, guess what? It's going to come in situations that's yeah, going to change gonna your life. Yeah, God's going to give you those opportunities and yeah. rock your world. Yeah, that's right, right. Yeah, and it's I always tell people like God's. God gives us things that we can, you know, never gives us more than we can handle. Right. I mean, it's cliche, but yeah. I look at a friend of mine in ministry that's got, uh, you know, a, a few adopted kids, and mm-hmm. all of them come from, you know, almost aborted, bad situations, yeah. things like that. And they have a, they struggle in, in their own ways. Like, mm-hmm. and a lot of demons uh, are in all of that. And, um, and the, him and his wife are amazing people. And they, they just like I, I look at it. I'm like, man, the way that you love, the way that you minister, the way that mm-hmm. God really gave those kids to the right people. Because other people may have given up, they may have like you know whatever, right. but you haven't. And and so God gives us those things that He knows that we have a heart to be able to handle. And it is. It's like being shoved into the forge, mm-hmm. you know, to to grow and to and to become more like Him. So we're going to talk about all that and more, man. Uh, we'll try to make this a little quicker so that you yeah. you can get to the grocery store and your nap and everything else you need, but. But before we jump into the show, 
Um, just want to remind everybody that next week uh, we will be in Wheeling, West Virginia at the Cathedral of St. Joseph. We'll be giving our restored parish mission. Uh, it's open to all men and women from the surrounding area everywhere. If you're listening in Steubenville, it's a short drive down from there. I'll actually be stopping by Steubenville to see some folks and friends up there uh, on my way down the day before. But yeah, it's going to be open to all the men and women. It's going to be Friday, um, January the 19th and Saturday, January the 20th in the morning. Uh, we're going to be giving the three talks in the mission, and then we're going to be launching a men's group that we've been working with with Tyler and his team for weeks and for months. So we're going to actually see this come to fruition. We're going to launch that group. It's going to be exciting. We'll have another one February the 2nd in uh, Gainesville, Florida, 2nd and 3rd. Excited to be down there at Our Lady of Peace. Um, so uh, Queen of Peace, excuse me. So we'll be there for that. But uh, those are the new, the next two upcoming events we're excited about. There's a lot going on. We've got men's conferences coming up. Uh, we're we're going to go to the National Eucharistic Revival and have a booth and all that stuff that I just found out. So excited about all of that. One other thing I do want to mention, uh, there is a new series coming out on uh, today, the, day, the, the same day this episode came out, on January the 9th. It is uh, My Father's Father. It's a video series that I filmed with Father Pavanka and Dr. Bob Schutz and and Heather Kim and Krista Fanick and Father Jacques Philippe and Mark Hartfield and Katie Hartfield, just a bunch of people. But it's in his sort it's on wildgoosetv.com. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's 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 a follow up to Wild Goose. Mm-hmm. The Wild Goose was about the Holy Spirit, then he did Metanoia, and now this is about my father's father. So Victor, we all know that we all have father wounds one way or another. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful series. I've seen the trailer in the first two episodes. Um, they take pieces of our what we do and splice them together, you know, with scenes, but it's really about Father Pavanka journeying through, you know, talking about his earthly dad, his relationship with 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 God and all mm-hmm. of those things. It's a powerful, powerful series. So you can go to our uh, Facebook page and check out the trailer. But Tuesday, you know, today, you'll be able to go out to uh, wildgoosetv.com and check out the whole thing. It'd be great to use in a men's, men's group, anything like that. Uh, speaking of men's groups, I, I want to say, and, and I want to say thank you to Father Pavanka too, before I run off of that, for just the invitation. I mean, I, I looked, I'm like, what am I doing on this thing with all these amazing Catholic folks? But for whatever reason, God allowed it. So I hope everybody enjoys it. But uh, many thanks to Dan at 4 p.m. Media for giving me the call, and he'd heard my story, and for uh, Father Pavanka for including me in it. It's just, it was a great honor, and, and I hope it helps a lot of people. So. Uh, but speaking of the men's group, if you want to start a men's group, that's what we're doing in this ministry. You guys know it. If you've been listening, you've heard that for a while now. This is the goal of our ministry. We still have room this year on the second half of the year. And even in May, we've got a couple spots there. If you're looking to start a men's group, stop waiting. Make that a resolution this year. Let's do something about it now. If God's calling you, go to our website and schedule a call with me. Fill out the form. We'll get in touch with you. We'll work a plan. We'll get with your pastor. We'll find men to build a leadership team. We'll go over the structure. We'll train you all the way up to the event. We'll come and do that mission, which will set your parish on fire. And then we will launch that men's group, which will be fruit that lasts there and beyond. So if you want that, if you want a place where you can be real, where you can be vulnerable, where you can be accompanied, that's what our church is really missing. It's true accompaniment. Then give us a uh, a shout at justagownthepew.com. Fill out the form and or shoot us an email at justagownthepew.com or justagownthepew at gmail.com. And we will respond and get that going. We love to do it. That's what we want to spend our time doing. So reach out to us so we can keep helping parishes uh, bring their men back to the church and to their families. So, Victor, thank you for everybody listening to that. Victor, we're going to jump into what we started talking about before all the announcements. Mm -hmm. um, Is really just that everything in life is an opportunity. 
right? Uh, you know, whether we like it or not. Yeah, whether right, we yeah. like it or not. Right. It's you know, we don't always get. Uh, when somebody, it's just like when we're kids, you know, and your parents say it's dinner time, and you're hoping for chicken nuggets and fish sticks, and you show up and it's sloppy Joe or something, chicken right? On King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't. Not. It's a gift to be fed, right, but it's right. not always what you want, right? So, so life is like that too. And you know, I know you weren't able to be there this last Wednesday in our mm-hmm. men's group, but I've been working with Matthew Leonard, who's been on the show, and he's a really good friend of mine. I'm going to see him next week when I'm in Steubenville. Um, you know, and I've told him a lot of groups ask for for uh, material and, mm-hmm. and like content, and I'm just not in a place right now where I can sit down and do film a ton of videos to feed our own groups. And really, our groups have been about more than that. It's like, no, find what you want, and I don't want people to feel like, okay, I helped you. Now you got to do just our stuff. Mm-hmm. Go where the spirit's leading you. So in our group, you know, I knew we we're starting a new year. Matthew Leonard has what he calls the science of sainthood. You can Google that at scienceandsainthood.com. We'll put a link in the show notes. But it's a it's it's an online learning platform that he's built for years. Matthew's an excellent filmmaker. He does all the work in it. He's got almost 300 videos, I think. And they're all on like how to grow in the faith. Just amazing, amazing work. So I started talking to him. I said, man, this would be really great for groups. At the time, there was only like an option for a parish to to pay for, mm-hmm. kind of like formed or things like that. And so we started talking and I said, man, what if you like broke up some of these into series and then just sold that as like a group pack for, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And he said, that's a great idea. So he started working on it. And now those are available at scienceofsainthood.com. Um, and we got one from him. It's it's called uh, the total abandonment to the will of God. So we started that the other day. I mean, it, Matthew always like he's one of those dudes that if he's speaking, I want to listen. Like mm-hmm. he's just amazing. So the theme of the thing obviously is about surrendering your life and like how to live more for for God and to find peace and joy that we're all looking for. And the answer to that is surrender. But you know, in the video, he started talking about things and reading quotes from St. Augustine and, and Father Jean Baptiste and other people like that that I have we're going to speak about today. But he basically started talking about how everything in life is an opportunity. You know, that so often we look at suffering and these things and trials and tribulations is in the wrong light. Right. You know, somebody Just cuts us avoid off. Them. Right. Avoid yeah, them. Right, yeah, yeah. Or wish that they don't happen. Right. Um, you know, and that's why where the phrase comes from a lot of people, like, don't waste your suffering. Mm-hmm. Right? Because a lot of people look at it, and what do we do? We gripe. You know, when's this going to quit hurting? When is this going to stop? When is Why has this happened to me? Why did God allow this to happen? And that's a main part of that series is, you know, God allows things to happen. Mm-hmm. He's not the author of, of evil things. He's not, you know, God doesn't create sin, right, or things like that for us. God allows it just because, you know, it's like a coin. If you're mm-hmm. going to have good, there's also going to be evil. And that happened with the fall, right? We're the reason that, that things like that happen in the world, not God. But he allows them. And he was talking about what if we were able to look at everything that comes to us as as you know as a an opportunity to grow mm-hmm. in our holiness and so it just really man i don't know the way he delivered it and the way the group was there night people are just like man this is a hard ask but this is also how we can grow and become the people mm-hmm. we want to be right i mean it's just like jesus says you know it's being hard to be a christian he says that in different ways they will hate you because they hated me all those things but what he's getting at is it's difficult to be a Christian and to have that life of joy through all things and peace through all things. It's difficult, right? It's really hard. Right, right. And we can't shy away from things and mm-hmm. just only, oh, God, give me the good things and the blessings. And the other things, let me just act like a spoiled brat or a, mm-hmm. a kid that, you know, that I was wronged and I'm always wronged. And we have those people in our lives, too, that everything is something everybody else has always done to them. So it was just an amazing series, or a video, first first. 
I think it was the third one in the series. We watched two or three of them that night. But it just made me think about the way I look at everything Mm -hmm. and how here we are still in January. We talked last week about, you know, the spiritual attacks that the devil's going to throw at us and how we react to them, how we listen to the right voice or the wrong voice, all that stuff. And this goes hand in hand with it. If you're looking for uh, a year of peace and and of of real joy through all things, then what we're going to talk about today, I think can really help. Right. Well, you're kind of saying like setting the, setting the concept of what, what I know I can take care of and what I know I can't take care of. Yeah. You know, what's the, the delineation of like, where's it when, when I can, I can, I can, God can be with me as I do these things, or there's something I have no control over. And I have to have faith and trust, yeah. you know, and there's this old saying is I think Confucianism where they said like float like a leaf on a river, you know? So let's move into the Christology wise, you know, for, yeah. if Christ is the river of our life, and we're like the leaf that floats on it, a total abandonment to wherever God is, you know, Christ is taking us. Sure. Guess what? There's going to be little waterfalls. You know, there's going to be like the suffering where it falls and we get banged up or beat up, you know. Mm-hmm. But we're still being like provided for on the way to the journey. So we said before, like in the opening, like if I say I want to be more charitable to others and and God just go, okay, boom. You're you're the most charitable person in the world. Like, oh great, I feel so much better. Sure. How you doing? How you doing? You know, no. There's the, he, he brings like situations to where you have to like kind of work toward yeah. to get that change your whole mindset how you're how you're viewing other people how you work with other people and how you speak to other people. Yeah, well, and that's a, you've always heard the phrase uh, "be careful what you wish for," right? And yeah. it made me think about that too. It's like no, I. Like I don't want to be careful about what I mm-hmm. wish for because if I, if I, because that's that's putting it in a negative life. Like you asked for it, right? Well, yeah, I did, and and we may not always get things the way we want, but like like I said, I mean, you're you're a guy who wants to live the love of God mm-hmm. and, and the charity of God, and right now, every time that we're together, you know, you're always talking about how hard it is right now for you and Christy. But you also look at it as man, like at the end of the day, like I'm, I asked for opportunities and now I'm getting mm-hmm. them, and that's how these things come. Like God doesn't just wave a magic wand, like you're saying, and make things better for you. We have to look at everything, and that's the thing we we have the wrong lenses on, we have the wrong goggles on, right? We look at bad things as just meaningless and pointless, and I have bad right. luck, and this is just terrible, and why would this why happen always to me? me. Right, yeah, right, why yeah. woe yeah. is me? We become yeah. Eeyore, mm-hmm. right, in our lives, or we're just always heads down and complaining and everything's negative. We lose our gratitude. We lose everything. And that's not how we're supposed to live. And, you know, we've got to look at these things is, is stop looking for the reasons behind the suffering in a negative light and start looking at these trials and tribulations. Okay, I don't know why this is coming to me. I don't know why this is befallen on me right now. I don't know why it seems like Every time I stick my head up, there's an axe swinging at it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like there's something, like I'm getting beat up from all directions, but I know that God has me, right? I know that God has my back. And that's really what we hear in Romans 8.28. It says, we know that God makes all things work together for good for those who love him and are, ca- are called according to his purpose. All things for good. Not just the flowery, like running through the tulips, easy stuff, but everything. And so it's not ours to know why things happen to us, why God allows it. It's it's ours to figure out, okay, what can I learn from this? How can I grow in this? And this is what some, you know, some uh, smart people smarter than me in the mm-hmm. church have said, like St. Augustine. He says this, all that happens to us in this world against our will, whether due to men or to other causes, happens to us only by the will of God, by the disposal of providence, by his orders and under his guidance. And from it, 
our frailty of our understanding, we cannot grasp the reason for some event, let us attribute it to divine providence, showing him respect by accepting it from his hand, believing firmly that he does not send it to us without cause. This is exactly what we're saying. You know, we always want to go like, because you can say, well, why does suffering even exist, right? And if you want to know about that, go back and watch our episode with Dr. Peter Crave. Somebody mm-hmm. else is way smarter than me that, that can explain that better than I ever could. But we, we have to look at this as like, okay, God didn't cause this. He allowed it, right? And if he allowed it, then as he's saying here, then it, he doesn't send it to us without cause. Like, what is that cause? It's an opportunity, right? And and what I've come to see through this video, Victor, and just sitting here and thinking about it for a week, is everything is an opportunity. Everything. You know, um, we can look at things like, this person's a jerk to me. My boss is just, I've had enough. I, I can't put up with it anymore. Or we can flip the script and go, I don't know why God is allowing this person to, mm-hmm. to be a detriment to me, to make me feel like garbage. To, But this is an opportunity to, to not derive my worth from someone in this w- world, yeah. but to keep my head up because I know I'm worthy to God, regardless of what this guy says or mm-hmm. doesn't says or she says or doesn't say. And we have to keep our, our, our mind in that, right? I, I, I have an example of... You know, when I was running virtual Catholic conference with with my other partners Ryan and Matt, uh, I was the speaker concierge, and I won't mention the name, but one day I was sitting there and then in the house in our bedroom is where I was working before we had the studio, and this guy calls and apparently he sent me an email. Um, I did not receive it uh, as he's berating me for not returning uh, an email to him or answering him. Um, you know, and he's telling me, I had to track down your phone number from you know, and he's screaming, he's mad, and all this stuff. And I'm looking through my emails, everything, junk, trash, spam, any of that, no emails. Mm -hmm. And the guy's just berating me about how, you know, how unprofessional I am and how stupid this is and how how is he supposed to work without information and da-da-da-da-da. He started griping about the stipend, and we were paying whatever we could, right? All this stuff. And he just started treating me like garbage. And don't you know who I am? And everything inside of me wanted to go, yeah, you're a Catholic speaker. That means 99% of the world doesn't know who you are or care. Mm-hmm. Your name's not Bishop Barron, Pope Francis, or my, or Father Mike Schmitz, right? So, But I didn't do that. I sat there, and, I, and, I, and it took everything I had not to flip out because I was like, I don't want this company to get a bad name. I don't want right. somebody out there slandering us. And and I just kind of took a breath. And you know, and he was like, I'm going to have to go to confession because of you, you know, and things like that. And when I got off the phone— I finally got him calmed down. I got him everything. I listened to his chastisement like I was his little kid that he was going to make sure I heard knew everything I did wrong before that phone hung mm-hmm. up. And the end of it, I just stopped, and I took a breath, and I said, Lord, I don't understand why it just happened. And I'm mad right now, and I want to go put my fist through a wall. Mm-hmm. But thank you for allowing me to see that I never want to be like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you've got me on this journey in this Catholic speaker world and there's, you know, stages and opportunity to get caught up in the wrong thing or to lose humility, to be prideful, just like I saw in that man. But in that moment, instead, I just, it was a grace from the Lord to look at it and go, Lord, thank you for showing me what I never want to be like, Mm -hmm. how I never want to treat people. And that's the way what we're talking about today is, is what we have to do. We have to look at these and go, man, why in the heck? Like, I was having a beautiful day. I was whistling. The kids were happy. Angela's happy. All of a sudden, this jerk calls me and just, you know, takes me to the woodshed over something stupid. I can either look at that and be angry and, and, and question it, or I can say, Lord, like that. Like, thank you for mm-hmm. the opportunity to look at this from a different light and understand this is a time for me to go. Every time I want to, like, if I ever want to feel like a diva, I'm going to remember this moment, mm-hmm. and that's a gift from God. 
And we have to look at those moments in our life like that, not as just woe is me and poor pitiful me, but but why is God choosing to allow this in my life? Right. You do that and everything changes. I was able to go from like being extremely mad to joyful again just like that because I thought, wow, what a what an amazing gift God just gave me that I can put away in my heart and in my mind, right, as it says Mary pondered these things in her heart, mm-hmm. that I can ponder in my own heart and, and bring back when, whenever these moments of, of temptation to be to receive something the wrong way comes up. Right. Well, what you're, you're indicating is that every day we have to assess our behavior. Yeah. Um, because guess what? Other people are watching us. Yeah. Even though we may we may not know that our behavior uh, verges on a, a process to where um, we we lose control of ourselves. You know whether whether it's like you said. You know dealing with someone who's difficult. If we've all worked in marketing or customer service, we know people who who demand immediate recompense. Yeah. Without even you know it being your fault. You yeah. Know? Um, and, and you're just the person that, that just happened to be the target. Um, you know, every day we have the, we have the ability to be that or not be that. Right. And, and that's the same thing. You know, we talked about this a long time ago at the end of the day, you know, you want to look at your, you know, the, it's the inventory of your conscious, right? Sure. Um, yeah, examination, examination of conscious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so and that's what we have to also assess is that, you know, how did I treat others today? How did I treat my wife today, my spouse? How do I treat my children today? You know, we all have things that keep us busy in life. You know, we all have things we have to do for, for work or, or just things of organizations we help. You know, but it's one of those things where, where do we spend the most time? You know, and sometimes, yeah. you know, we have things that have to be done at the time, which is fine because it's only temporary, right? Yeah. But, but what we, you're talking about is like, you know, if I am to be true and authentic to who I'm supposed to be, you know, I have to make sure that in the situation I'm placed in, how do I act or react because my child might be in the back seat or my, sure. you know, or someone who, who, who probably wants to get to know me, but then sees me act that way, then doesn't want to get to know me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it, it's one of those things where we always have to be very careful that are we acting in a justified manner or selfish behavior? Right. Yeah. Well, and wounded people wound people. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, in those situations where, you know, somebody is treating you unfairly, things like that, like it's probably because they have wounds. And if you go back and you treat them equally how they treated you, you're not helping them grow that wound. You're making it worse, right? So you're also missing an opportunity to be a grace to somebody else, to be an instrument for the Lord. And, you know, there was an example Matthew talked about that that, uh, Father Jean Baptiste talked about, about no one gets angry at the chisel for doing its job on a statue. Right, and that's really what we're trying to get to here is like instead of looking at that person as like what a jerk, what a, like I hope bad things happen to them. I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. Like you look at it just like you would a chisel. Like man, look at that beautiful statue which was a blunt piece of marble or a an ugly unsightly thing, and now it's the statue of David or it's the statue behind you made of olive mm-hmm. wood, the mercy statue over there. And look at the beauty of it. Nobody goes like, the chisel's a jerk, man. What an, what an a-hole, you know? Mm-hmm. What of this? What of that? Like, that chisel should be punished. No, it's an instrument. And if we look at everything, all these opportunities, the people that disappoint us in our life, the, the struggles that we have, the trials and the tribulations, instead of looking at it that way, looking at it as opportunity, then, then we're allowing those things to chisel us, right? And this is what uh, Father Jean-Baptiste was saying. He said, 
Neither should we then stop to consider the evilness of those to whom God gives power to act on us or be grieved at their wicked intentions, and we should keep ourselves from feelings of adversity towards them. Whatever their particular view may be in regard to us, they are only instruments of well-being, guided by the hand of an all-good, all-wise, all-powerful God who will allow them to act on us insofar as it is of use to us." That's the thing, man. That's the key. And this is where a lot of guys struggled in our men's group mm-hmm. the other night. They're like, dude, that's hard. Like, it, It's almost like when, when people walked away from, Jew, from Jesus, right? Right. Like, this saying is too hard. And it is. These are the things in Christianity where we talk about, like, if you think being a Christian is just showing up at church on Sunday and, and being nice to people, that's not it. Right. That's a part of it. But it's these hard things that we have to learn in our life. And we all say, well, I want to be holier. I want to be a saint. Well, you have to step into that forge. And what God does every day is he sends us these little opportunities. Each and every day, say, okay, you asked, as you said, to be more charitable. Or you want to be more patient. Mm-hmm. Well, I just sent all three of your kids in the room screaming while you were trying to finish your podcast notes or whatever. And how are you going to end, or how are you going to deal with that? Are you going to just say, you know, that's a joyful noise of kids and I'm glad they're here because one day they won't be? Or am I going to go, shut up, get out of here, I'm trying to finish, don't you know, stop acting like that, which I do too much, by mm-hmm. the way. But it's an opportunity, and God's like, okay, I gave you the opportunity, and and God's not up there keeping a pass-fail record, but he's like, you asked for it, and I gave it to you, but you got to look at it that mm-hmm. way, right? I mean, right now, Angela is in full-time school, full-time job. She's in here right now, so I'm not speaking about her permission. Um, full-time mother to four kids, including me, right? And And I can act like a kid a lot. And, and I'll tell you something, like, I, I've, I've really been feeling sorry for myself lately because Angela and I's relationship and our marriage has grown in a place to where I've always wanted it to be. And I've worked on myself a ton. She's worked on herself a ton. And, like, ever since I've been back from this retreat in November, like, I just want to spend all my time with her. Like, and right now, you know, I, I miss so many years of that because I was out doing drugs and drinking too much and caring only for myself. And it, I, I kind of have looked at it lately, like, what a cruel uh, what a cruel thing that now that I'm better and I'm living differently, now she's got all this stuff that take her time away from me. It takes her time away from me. Well, and so I, I've 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 not been the best husband. I've made her feel guilty about things when she's just trying to get things done to better our life and our family and for herself. What she has done is a good thing. Mm-hmm. What I was doing was not a good thing, right? And so I have an opportunity there. It's like, God, I just want to love my wife better. I want her to see how much I love her. And, and, and God's like, John, that's not just sitting on the couch and holding hands. That's not just sleeping with each other, right? That's not just all that stuff. I'm giving you that opportunity each and every day, and I have for the last two years, to, to support her, to love her well. Yes, it hurts. Yes, you long to be with her. Yes, you want more of her time. But doing that and say, telling her that again and again and again, as I have, and I'm sorry, Angela, is not a way to love her, right? And what God's presenting me now is an opportunity to say, John, quit being selfish, mm-hmm. right? Like you want to love your wife well, then support her. Like keep cooking the dinners, but don't tell her you're cooking dinner, right? She sees it. You don't have to tell her. Like keep cleaning the house and don't gripe about it. Mm-hmm. Like keep doing all this stuff. That's how you can love your wife well now in this season. And and Angel, I'm sorry, I failed miserably at it a bunch. There's days where I I, I enjoy doing those things, and I and I and I don't say anything about them. But there's far too many when I let my own right. selfishness and and they're good desires. I want to be with my wife, but 
it's not the time in my life to be pressuring her with that. We have a few months left, and she's gonna she's gonna write that paper, which is gonna be awesome. She's gonna do her dissertation. She's gonna defend it, and then we'll be back to having that time. Mm-hmm. But again, God's presented me with an opportunity to love my wife, which is exactly what Lord helped me to love my wife better. Well, it's not maybe what I want, like you know, holding hands and spending all day together and all that stuff. But right now, God has given me that opportunity, and so many times I'm looking at it as why God, why are you causing this pain? Instead of Lord, this is another chisel to better myself and mm-hmm. to be the man that I want to be. And I, I want to give another quote here, and it's going to sound funny to some, but you know, I, I love those like Bruce Almighty and Evan Almighty movies. Like one, Morgan Freeman's the, the man, dude. Like anything he's in, that guy's just awesome. And in that, in the second movie, Evan Almighty, it's a little different. In the first one, Bruce Almighty, he he wants to be God. God gives him his power, and then everything goes around, oh, mm-hmm. crazy and all that stuff. And he realizes it's not easy being able to just do what you want all the time. And the second one, um, the plot changes up, and, and uh, a flood's going to come. And God tells uh, Steve Carell, a character of Evan Almighty, or Evan, uh, to build an ark. Mm-hmm. And so he starts growing hair. He starts looking like Moses. He's building this ark out in the middle of nowhere. He loses his job. His wife thinks he's nuts. And he, uh, his family has left him. And he's out there building this ark, and he doesn't understand it, all this stuff. And his wife's on the road, like, and she's in a diner eating. And Morgan Freeman, who's God, walks up at, in the person of a, 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 a table busser, and they start talking. And she just starts telling him about things. And she goes, my husband thinks that God is telling him to build this ark. Like, what do you do with that? And he says this. He says, it sounds like an opportunity. If someone prays for patience, do you think God gives them patience? Or does he give them the opportunity to be patient? If they prayed for courage, does God give them courage or the opportunity to be courageous? If someone prayed for their family to be closer, do you think God zaps them with warm and fuzzy feelings? Or does he give them opportunities to love each other? And man, that that came on when I was mm-hmm. watching something completely different and hit in the middle of this clip. And I was like, oh my gosh, first this thing with Matthew Leonard the other day in, this, in his series, now this. Like, thank you for this reminder, Lord, because I we all want peace. We all want joy. Mm-hmm. And what he's saying is so much, yes, it's a cheesy movie, all that stuff, but it it's there's so much truth in that like we start to look for god to just do everything for us but what god's doing is opening up those doors right if if people always say like why does evil exist why does suffering exist well everything was all good all the time and god did everything for us that's not real love right he gives us this freedom and with those freedoms come the good and the bad Mm -hmm. and the people that we want to be we're going to be formed more in those trying and tri- in, in, in trials and tribulation times than we ever will when things are just going easy our way because we get comfortable, because we get lax. And sometimes when we've been in those places, God sends these things to remind us of what's been good, sometimes to answer prayers. And it's not always answered the way that we like. Why people say, be careful what you ask for. But if we flip that, that the way people look at that and mm-hmm. that knowledge of that, and we say, you know what? No, everything is gift. Everything is opportunity. Like, God, thank you for this, the good and the bad. Right? Thank you for the, the, the struggles we had. Thank you for the fight my wife and I had because I can see now where I was wrong and how I need to be better. Right? These are Everything in life is an opportunity. Everything is a gift. And if we look at that, then no one can ever take your peace. Right. Right? How many people do we know out there, Victor, that, that we, and we've been them, when we've been wronged, instead of looking that as a chisel, as we've talked about, we look at it, it's like, I hate that person, and I'm always going to hate that person. And every time you think of them, you seethe. And what does that do? 
It robs you of your peace. It robs you of your joy. It wrecks everybody around you because that mood isn't just inside. It permeates everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows it because we, a lot of us, especially me, wear our feelings and our emotions on our sleeve. And if I'm going to feel bad, everybody else is going to feel bad, right? And think about how much peace and time and joy that robs from us when we're unforgiving, when we when we look at these things in that negative light and we go from being this even-killed person that receives everything as gift and, and can live in joy and we become this person that's just an Eeyore, as we yeah. said, right? Like, this sucks, life sucks, God's not a good God, everything's terrible, and we bind those lies of the devil we talked about last week. So we've got to look at this as we go into this year. Lord, anything that comes, and I know it's hard, like, there's probably some people that have cancer listening to this right now. There's probably some people that lost a loved one in a, in a, in a hard way. Well, look, I mean, I lost my mother too, and I hated it, and I hated God for it. But through all that, I wound up throwing myself more and more into the drinking, the drugs, and the porn to a point where God finally, I got arrested and, and my life changed. So as I look at my mother's death now, man, do I wish she could be here every day, every single day. Mm-hmm. I wish I could have my mother here. But if it wasn't for those instances, that was just God giving me these opportunities to look at everything as grace. Mm-hmm. Everything is 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 gift. And as much as I miss my mother, the gift of her her, her passing was a gift in my own life because it made me start to realize that I have to be different. It made me go fall to my knees and and, and ask God to come back into my life. And all these people, the 620,000 people we've reached in 2023 Mm -hmm. would not have been reached in this way if it wasn't for that. So we can spend our lives questioning and questioning God and, and, and really putting ourselves in the throne instead of him. Or we can accept everything as opportunity. And man, look at the joy that'll bring to our life, Victor. Mm-hmm. Right? The joy that it'll bring in every aspect, which is what every one of us longs for each and every day. It's just it's it's where I want to go this year. I mean, I, what about you? I mean, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm very on the same path of what you're saying. Like the greatest opportunity in life is to learn how to love. You know, like the greatest writers of our time, like, you know, Charles Dickens, who wrote Oliver Twist, you know, um, you know Nicholas Nickleby, uh, David Copperfield. All these, all these characters had start out bad, like something yeah. bad tragically happened to them. But then, in the process of the book, great things, good benevolent people come into lives and help them to get where they need to get to. And and I think that is a shared human experience of what love is all about. Is that we all have to work together to help each other out because that is our will. Yeah. Our, what God's will is to love. So therefore, if we are God's children, we should love each other and make sure that when someone is down or in a difficult position, you know, be a helping hand to them. You right. know, don't go, God, I'm glad, I'm glad that didn't happen to me, saying, what can I do to help you? Sure. That's the mindset we need to be for, to everyone. Right. And and that's the opportunity that, that God gives us every day. Well, what is our opportunity to, to grow, right? To grow in love, to grow in our faith, but also to grow as a, a, a child of God. Yeah. It's, all, it's all together combined in, in the sense of what our faith is. Right. And, and for our families and the people around us, we've got to be these people that they need us to be, mm-hmm. right? People that are even killed, people that aren't shaken, houses built on rock. You know, we need to follow what Jesus says. Like, you go to a house and they reject you, shake the dust from your sandals. Take mm-hmm. your, You give them your peace. They don't want it. Give it back. Take it back and go on with you, right? So that's what we were talking about this year. So as you, I mean, in this episode, as you're looking, you know, here on how to, what I would say is, like, there are going to be a lot of great things that happen to you in 2024, regardless. Maybe windfalls with money, child born, um, you know, job promotion, new friends, all those things. Except those 
as, as they are to be accepted, mm-hmm. easy and, and full of, of, of gratitude for them. But then you're also going to have these times of struggle. You're going to have times where you go like, like where I saw a gif or a meme the other day where Chris Farley and uh, Black Sheep goes falling down that hill, yeah, and he keeps falling and falling and falling right, and falling. Right, yeah. Grabs a root, he stands up and he falls, and then in the end, his hair's stuck up and he's all beat up. And he goes, "What the heck was that about?" Yeah, you know, right, yeah, yeah. We're going to have those moments where we go, "God, what the heck was that about? Mm-hmm. Like, why did I have a wreck today, or why did this happen, or why?" And and before we go into all those places and down those rabbit holes, stop and say, Lord. Like, this may not be fair. Mm. This is not what I wanted today. But your will be done, right? We can't say your will be done and only want the things that are fruitful and easy and nice for us. When we surrender that, we're saying that in the Lord's Prayer every time that we pray that. We're asking for his will to be done. And if it's his will to give us something that's going to eventually, looking at it in the right light, make us stronger, make us closer to him, help us to live and love like him better, then we have to receive those. So in those moments, before you let your your oh my gosh, oh my gosh, and the anger or whatever else happen run run wild, you stop and you think, Lord, I don't know why this has happened. You pray, but I give it to you. Mm-hmm. I give it to you, Lord. And please, in this moment, let me see what you want me to see in this. Right, Lord, let me not look at this as a negative and be woe is me and an eeyore for the rest of my day or the month or my life. But let me look at this. And see where your fingerprints are in this. See where your hand is in this. And even though it may take a lot of praying to ever understand why, let me see what can come out of this. Because as it says in Romans 28, 828, we know that God makes all things work together for good. All things. Mm-hmm. Take that mindset. Stop and pray about things. Breathe. Don't react. Just If you're going to react, react in prayer. Give it to the Lord, surrender it, and ask him to give you the light to see it mm-hmm. because that's what he's wanting to do. He's hoping that you turn and look at him in those moments, not at the bottle, not at the drugs, not at the porn, not at anything else to try to ease and self-medicate, but you look back at him and say, Lord, what do you want me to learn from this? You do that, we're going to have a successful year. You're going to you're gonna be able to keep your peace and you're going to be joyful. And man, it, it, in the bottom of my heart, that's what I want. I want to be joyful in all things. I don't want to be a fair-weather Christian, man. Right. I don't want to be jumping for joy when things are easy and crying and sobbing and, and bitching and moaning and complaining when things aren't aren't going my way. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of being that person. And so I, I want to thank Matthew Leonard. I want to thank you know for his Science of Sainthood. Again, it's an m- amazing series. We just started it, and we're going to go on an eight-month journey with that because we form once a month. There's eight episodes left. I can't wait to do that. Guys, Matthew's got great material in there, thescienceofsainthood.com. Go there. You can sign up for a group pack. You can buy it for your parish. You can sign up monthly as an individual and pay a fee and have access to his entire library. It's amazing. I want to say thank you again to Father Dave Pavanka for the series, uh, My Father's Father, that's coming out today. You can find that at wildgoosetv.com. Um, and I want to thank St. Augustine and, and Father Jean-Baptiste and Morgan Freeman and El, El, uh, Evan, Mighty for, uh, Evan Almighty for the advice that they've given us, man. You can find these things in some crazy places, but that's exactly what God does. He gives us opportunities to find him and his light and his love. So, folks, again, we'll see you in Wheeling, West Virginia on the 19th and 20th. We'll see you in Gainesville on uh, the 1st of February. Folks, reach out to us if you want to start a men's group, and let's pray now. We'll go to our Heavenly Father and ask for the ability, the gift of to, to be able to remember that everything is a gift and everything is an opportunity, even our trials and our tribulations. So, Victor, let's take it to prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we know that 2024 is going to come with trials and tribulations. Those are just part of life for all of us. When they do come, 
Help us not to be discouraged and give us the grace to look at them as an opportunity to grow in virtue and holiness. And Father, as we look to live in love more like you, let us keep our eyes open and receive every single event of our lives as a gift. In the name of the Father, Father, the the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.